Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. Hello, everybody. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. And joining me, as always, I say he would be top 30 most handsome hockey players from your Stanley Cup champion Dallas Stars. It's my buddy Craig Ludwig. How are you? Okay, so how many guys were on the roster again? I just put well, that map together. No, I put 30 because I put pad due to injuries and... Oh, okay. You know, healthy scratches and so if you turn it upside down, I'd be number one. If you turn that sheet upside down, I'd be leading the pack. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. If if I said top five, then you'd be like, Oh God, this guy. But if I say top thirty, at least you're in it. Yeah, I think there were twenty eight guys on the roster, so good job. No, nah, well, you know, maybe maybe I threw in a trainer or the equipment guy. I didn't know this show this morning was supposed to be about fashion or looks or anything. Well, quick funny story. That's going to lead to a funny story because you love my stories. So one time I was with a woman and her on her fantasy list was Daryl Sador. You call bullshit already. Why, why, why? Go ahead. Keep going. Why are you calling BS? Well, it has, it has something to do with you, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so... We were at an event, and Daryl Sador was there. And I'm like, let's go meet Daryl Sador. And she's like, I can. And I'm like, absolutely. So I went up to Daryl Sador, started a nice conversation. Um, he was great. And uh, I was kind of trying to play wingman, even though Sador was married with kids. But we had some, like, mutual friends and stuff, so we got into a great conversation. She got a picture. There we go. Is there any story that I can tell on this podcast that you won't say that's a good story? That's that's an awful story. What's that <laughs> got to do with anything? Because we were talking about fashion. You know, I mean, all right, fine. We'll get into hockey. Let's please, talk hockey. Please, please do. So while I was in Vegas, I got to listen to the Spits and Suds podcast. And, uh, you know, thanks for all the compliments while I was away, saying it was the best show that you guys have done. So that was nice. So last night, Craig Ludwig, along with other stars, were at the AAC. Huge tilt. Toronto versus our Dallas Stars. So you went to the game with former stars Bob Basson and uh, a certain goalie that uh, drove us to the Stanley Cup, um, Eddie. And uh, what were your thoughts on last night's tilt? Uh, yeah, you know, I, it was a good time, uh, good crowd, obviously it always has been, and especially lately, and it should be, you know, with the way, the way the stars are playing. So Eddie and, um, Bass and I were there with, uh, some folks in, uh, from Bank of Montreal. And so we got to share a suite, or I should say sit in a suite with some of the folks from Bank of Montreal last night and had a, had a couple beers and got to watch, uh, a very good hockey game and two very good teams. And I, you know, I could break down each goal. It's funny when you, when you kind of do this stuff and you, you go back and you start looking, why, why did that one, why did that goal happen? Why did that happen? Because there's always a reason, right? It, it very rarely is it just, <clears throat> and, and it's not, I don't want to say they're mistakes, but there's little things that happen and that lead to scoring chances and goals. I mean, number one off the bat, you can tell that Sheldon Keith, the, the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm sure his staff, <clears throat> they've made a 
a conscious effort to change the way that they play. And um, it, it is so crystal clear when you watch the game um, how they're having they're, – they're, they're taking care of what's going to happen through the neutral zone and then back into their own end. They bring all five guys a lot of times back in, in front of their goaltender to make it more difficult for scoring chances. But, it, you know, it starts 100 feet away from <laughs> their net and um, always have – a third guy basically lined up across the blue line, which would be the offensive blue line for the Dallas Stars. Um, so when when the Stars are exiting their zone and they, they want to start to attack and get into the neutral zone, they're already facing three guys, most times four, right away. And they've been doing this all year. <clears throat> and honestly, I think it's about time that somebody upstairs there has done that because they have played – a pretty wide open game. Um, and they've got some, you know, they got some serious talent uh, on that team. Now they got a ton of injuries too. I mean, they got three of their top defensemen out of the lineup. Yeah. So, yeah. And I thought Giordano um, played really well last night. Yeah, yeah. Not bad for, for a guy that's 39. I, I mean, you know, you know, those vets and you can speak on this, Craig, it's like, you know, they come up big when necessary. I know, like, you know, it's a young kid's game and everything like that, but, um, you know, I was watching Boston-Vegas uh, the other day, and, you know, Vegas was without Eichel and a couple other players, and, you know, just great vet presence pulled out the win in Boston, Boston's first loss of the year. Uh, Mark Stone played really, really well. So, you know, watching Giordano last night, um, I thought it was – you know, very impressive. Like you said, the injuries, uh, Austin Matthews can fly. I think it's funny that everyone has forgotten about John Tavares just a few years ago. Everyone was like, you know, talking about, you know, when he got that $11 million contract and the stars were in the mix on that. So, um, I, I will say, and I'm like you, I don't like to pick apart every goal. The one that kind of bugged me was number two with Dennis Gurionov because, I don't like any time that a player being Austin Matthews shoots the puck after a steal can regain the puck has no physical contact on him um, glides to the center of the ice and the person trying to catch up to him is also gliding makes no effort to cut in front and leaves Austin Matthews with pretty much a clear shot. He's going to make that a lot of times. He's a, he's a 60 plus goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, if there's one guy on the ice, you know, they got, they got three or four of them, but, but I mean, you know, you can't leave Marner alone and Nylander. And, you know, if you look at Marner, Tavares, Matthews and Nylander, they had 16 shots, just the two of them last night. So, and again, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I'm not putting everything on doubt. They're just good players. And but with that particular goal, you have to start earlier because behind the Dallas net, it was he got knocked off the puck. Hockenpah got knocked off the puck. And and that's where Matthews was. I mean, he, he ultimately wins a battle on the wall and then he goes back behind the net. And then you're right. He comes up the half wall. And next thing you see is you see Gariano chasing him to the middle of the ice. So and that was that's one of the things that you don't see a lot of in Toronto's game because they're, they don't get sucked to the perimeter or to the, to the exterior of the ice. 
of the zone. They're, they're more packed in between the face-off dots. And it makes it more difficult. Now, Matt Murray was unbelievable last night. And he's been good all year long. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, they're... Their best players were their best players. They out they outdueled the other team. And that has nothing against the Dallas Stars and Robo got his chances and hints and things like that. But Murray was great. And in particular, there was a, a five on three last night. And then Marner actually broke his stick. And so you're playing a, a five on three and one of your players doesn't have a stick. But they did a great job. They must have blocked five or six shots. That's yeah. what I mean. They're they're committed to, to another part of the game this year for Toronto. But well, you can go back to the first goal of the game. And when you mentioned Tavares, he was really, and he's been really good this year. Absolutely. And what happens is, especially when you're in your, your you know, you're in the Mecca, right? You're in that market. And, and Tavares probably wasn't his best the last year or so. Um, and this year is. And, and a lot of that, like we see with Tyler Sagan, a lot of that may have had to do with health. He wasn't healthy. And now he is. And he's been really good. I mean, I watch a lot of Toronto's games. I like that team. I like the way they play. I was I had a question mark about Murray. I think a lot of people did, but he has really uh, been really good for him. But <clears throat> right off the faceoff on on Toronto's first goal, tied to Landry. And and when you lose a draw, it's basically center on center. And what happened is, is Tavares just out battles Delandria in front of the net, and that's how he gets his goal. Um, we've gone over the second one. You know, and that's that's just and 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 honestly, I hate because I really like Yanni Hockenpah. On mm-hmm. um, Matthew's goal, well, actually, it wasn't even on Matthew's goal. It was the first one? I think it was the first or second one. <laughs> no, it, it had to be that second one. But Hockenpah had an opportunity to get the puck out just inside his own blue line. Sure did. And, and he kind of hesitates a little bit. He's trying to make a play. Yep. You know, and and that and that's what the, all, most teams are today. They're trying to make a direct pass, but when you have, you know, Ovechkin, Matthews, Marner, Kirill, when you have these kind of guys on the ice and you're just inside your zone, the be- sometimes the best play is just to get it out of your zone. Don't turn it over in the offensive zone where the top players in the world want to be. Sometimes they're not as interested in the other two, you know, two zones of the of the rink. But that's when their ears light up. And, and he had an opportunity to get the puck out on the half wall there. And then he got knocked off the puck, you know, down low. So, um, but he's, he's been really good. And, and I, I, give him, I give him a pass because it ain't easy playing with that fishbowl. I mean, he's got a fishbowl over his head, and I guarantee he's not, he's not digging that. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, the Toronto team is a very good team. Um, and they, they were just, they, they make it difficult now. They can kind of frustrate you. You can see where a team like Dallas, you know, that's been, man, they've been lighting it up, right? They're in the top, what, two, three, four teams in the league when it comes to goal scored. Yep. And, and that, you know, the top line, you know, I think Jason had, uh, Robertson had four shots, you know, so it's not like those guys didn't have their opportunities, but they didn't get a lot of second and third wax at the puck. And that's because there's a lot more going on in front of Toronto's net. There's more bodies there, so it's a little bit more difficult. And, and that's the way they're playing, you know, especially when they've got, like I said, three of their top defensemen out. So they, they've got some guys, and they're, they're giving those, those three defensemen that probably wouldn't, you know, be in games or have as many minutes during games. They're giving them support from the rest of the team in their own zone. You're listening to Spits and Suds. He's Craig Ludwig. I'm Gavin Spittle on 105.3 The Fan. Are you beginning to worry about the Stars' second line? 
Um, I, I, uh, no, I, I don't want to say worry. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, if, you know, there's going to be speed bumps in the course of a year. You're, you're not just going to sail through a whole season. Very, very few teams. I mean, Colorado did it. Yeah, we know Colorado did it a year ago, and look what's happened to them with injuries and things like that. But uh, no, I'm not. I mean, can you can you beef up things? I mean, I, the other day, you know, it's funny. I was, you, you mentioned Gariano, so I wasn't going to even bring this up. <laughs> um, but I and I don't I don't think they have the dollars to make it work. But um, in Vancouver. There's a very good player there, and he is a goal scorer, and his name is Brock Besser. And um, he's a former North Dakota fighting Sioux, um, and he was getting benched for a game or two, and I think he sat out a couple games. And so they're kind of dis- disappointed. I know he, he he's on a bigger contract. You know, it's always tough to fit in anybody into your lineup. But, I mean, what, you know, I, I started thinking about kind of what you're talking about. How do you bolster up? Because – when you get into the playoffs, and, they, and nobody's really done it up to now. I mean, but when you're going to start getting into the playoffs, your main focus is going to be on one line, the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going you're gonna to focus on that. You're going to see their top players or their top shutdown crew play against Robertson and Pavelski and Hintz every other night for seven days. And you're going to, and the, those guys are going to see the other team's best defensemen. So what, what, becomes important is that that secondary scoring and that's where the good teams that I mean again you can go back to Colorado you can you know you take out McKinnon and then along comes Rantanen take out Rantanen along comes Landeskog you know and then you have Val Nachushkin that's been so their secondary scoring is almost as important if not more important than the top line because you pretty much know Top lines against top lines kind of cancel each other out in the playoffs. And the teams that have the depth are the ones that go along. So, But, you know, Dallas has done a, a really good job with the young players, the middle players, and, you know, a couple of the older players. So it's hard to knock anything right now. And I can guarantee that when you're where Dallas is right now, and you've got a pretty good sample size so far, you are sitting up there day after day going, how do I improve my, this is a time now with the team that they have, they're thinking, how do we get better? How do we get better? How do we fit them in? The most important part, how do you fit them in? How do you fit them in the cap? How do we get better? And what are we willing to give up? And, you know, that makes a statement to your team too. You know, one of the, uh, a couple of things that I've noticed in the last, you know, few games, it's a great point, Craig, you're playing, great teams now. You're playing Toronto, which I expect to go more than one round this year. I mean, I might be wrong, but I agree. They've changed their makeup, and they look like a team that is playoff hardy. Um, They do not look like a team that's going to exit. It's going to be tough for them because of the division they play in. Um, So they might draw Tampa in the first round, for instance. Um, But two things I've noticed about the Stars, and I wanted to get your thoughts if if I was correct on this one, I feel as though the physicality, although there at times last night, hasn't been necessarily consistent. Um, like the beginning of the year when I thought the stars were playing a much more physical game than I expected. Um, the penalties remain. So that's a concern. And some of these penalties I think can be avoided. Uh, I don't mind hustle penalties, but there are some others that I'm like, Oof. and the third 
I feel like reverting back to old stars where pass happy, like you said, with the hock and paw, rather than either flipping it out of the zone or carrying out of the zone, there's that pause and trying to find that perfect pass. And the stars to start the year, I thought one of the things that I loved uh, coming out of camp was DeBoer's initiative as far as carry the puck into the zone and carry the puck. And I thought that previous stars regime, it was pass, 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 which we know can lead to turnovers. What are your thoughts on those things? Well, I, I don't think a lot of that's going to change, but but I think when you talk about um, a certain way to play, when you have the puck a lot, you don't get a chance to hit a lot. And Dallas has been a puck possession team, and he's given them the freedom to play that way. Uh, but th- there's guidelines, you know, and, and I think you'll see it like it. You're coming through the neutral zone, and it's a three on two or a four on two or a two on one. We want you to keep the puck. We want you to go in. Why, why would we want to? dump it in and go get it back, you know, which is a little different than, uh, you know, some other coaches that have been in Dallas and it was more get the puck in deep and, and that game is evolving for everybody. But, you know, so, but when it's an even numbered rush, we want to make sure that is territorial play and you may have to chip it behind that defenseman you're going to and make him turn and, and create a battle along the wall. I, I don't think that's going to change the penalties. I agree with, I mean, I think that they, they definitely, um, those are things that you're always working on. But again, it's because they're trying to play an aggressive style. And, and when you have guys that can skate and, you know, you're trying to, I think anytime that you look at the stats at the end of the game, you'd love to be at the top of the stats and takeaways. You know, it just means you're a tenacious team. So um, I, I don't have a problem with Wade. I, in fact, I think they're a really, really good team. Um, <clears throat> but, and I, doesn't this always happen after a game? when you lose, <laughs> you, of course, you, you kind of start to pick, listen, I, I'm not, I, I think this is a, I don't like the stat, but they had Dallas stars had 93 shot attempts last night. And, and the only thing that really tells you, uh, because what th- there's some, some bean counter sitting upstairs, you know, up in the rafters there counting whatever he considers a, a shot attempt, but what it tells you for me you're not getting a shot attempt when you're in the neutral zone or when you're in the D zone. So it means they're spending a lot of time in the offensive zone. I mean, that's the first thing that I would say when a team gets that number of shots. Now they had a five on three and they had their opportunities on power plays and things like that. And, but that's all teams. So, but it means puck possession. You have the puck. You're you're trying to create those offensive chances. You're trying to score goals. And again, you're playing 150 feet away from your own net. I mean, it's the perfect scenario especially when you've got guys that, that have been scoring the goals with it, they've been scoring. So, uh, you know, my, my guess would be that they're going to, they're going to have a little chat about the game last night and as a group and the coaches will have their four or five minutes, what they're, you know, what they're going to point out, because again, you can go through that game and on three goals there, there are individuals Small, in my opinion, they're individual mistakes that that were made, and and so and it's I don't think it's a team thing. I don't think they're going to look at this and say, "My God, we played awful, and we didn't do this and we didn't do that." Yes, they're going to correct some things and look at some things, but the, I, you take these kind of games, we look at it, and we're going to move along because you know we're going to face a, a, a scrappy team in Ottawa coming in here, you know, tomorrow yeah. night. 
Yeah, winners no. of uh, four of the last six, uh, lost to the L.A. Kings, um, and uh, so they'll come in pretty fresh. And uh, what a roller coaster ride it's been in Ottawa. Nice start, and then just lots of losses, and now four out of their last six. And, uh, you know, some nice pieces, Craig. You know, Debrinket, Giroux, they picked up both of those guys in the offseason. Obviously, the guy we want to focus on is Brady Kachuk, uh, but also you got Stutzel. Um, so some really good players, um, you know, not there yet, but, you know, Stars fans need to remember Ottawa, I believe, took two last year from Dallas. So, um, you know, let's hope uh, uh, that the uh, Stars can come out uh, flying. Should be uh, two points, but uh, I-, I wanted to ask you as a guy who watches all of the NHL, uh, to me, this is the most parody I've seen. What do you think? Absolutely. Um you know, there, there's there's getting to be a smaller group at the bottom of the barrel. And, and, and I think that it just kind of speaks for parity. I mean, it speaks to where teams are. But And then again, there's, especially in, in the West, there's some teams that are kind of surprisingly very average. You know, yes. St. Louis, Nashville, um, Colorado, you know, Colorado. I thought Vancouver yeah, would be better. Well, the uh, St. Louis, you know, Bennington has lost seven games, then he's won six games, and then he's gone seven and eight, you know, as a team. He's trying to fight everybody uh, in the game. Okay, great point, because I love your player's perspective. If you're in the room, are you saying something to him? Like, bro, that's me they're going to take on, not you. Yeah, well... It, what's happening is it's becoming routine. You know, it's different. I mean, we play with Eddie. Eddie was a fiery goaltender. I played right. with Patrick Watt. He's a fiery goaltender. But it wasn't game after game after game. And and what for, there's a difference in being a, a fiery goaltender and a frustrated goaltender. Yeah. And I think that's what Bennington is. And and I think Bennington is frustrated. Um, and I think the majority of goalies, when they're not their game, they don't have their A game the good game, the good goalies are not going to take it out on the rest of the team for their own poor decisions or play or whatever it may be. And now it's becoming a clown act. And I can tell you as a player sitting on the bench, when that happens, if it happens once, twice in a week or two, it's what it is. But when it's happening after, you know, your goaltender gives up three goals in the first period, you know, four goals by the end of the second period, and then the antics start. And you're like, please, enough, enough is enough. So, you know, I, I think that Doug Armstrong, who I, again, I've said this before, I think he's one of the best GMs in the league. He's probably wishing right now they didn't let Billy Huso get away. You know, I think they had a really good uh, number two guy or one B guy. And I think, right, and, and Bennington, ever since he won the cup, has kind of been up and down. You know, and, and so I, I think and that now, unfortunately, for for the St. Louis Blues and their fans, he's more more up and down. He's like a yo-yo going on. And, and you're and you're really wondering what when is he going to lose it next? And and you go into games like that, you know, and, and you're like, OK, Binner's in the net tonight. What What's going to happen? You know, if he gives up a goal early, is it going to start then or when's it going to happen? And, and what it is, it's no different than shit that goes on in the locker room. Distractions are not a good thing. 
right. regardless of, of how big or how small, distractions are not a good thing. And, um, you know, there was when Vegas was going through their stuff, I mean, with, with Flurry. And um, that's just a cloud that was hanging over a team. And it may be one thing, it gets in the press. You know, they all want the reporters come in and, you know, they like to just stick a knife in it and they keep on twisting it. And, you know, they're looking for that comment. And you talk to people enough and uh, players enough, and if they're frustrated, they're going to give you that comment, even if they don't mean to. And then that's the next thing that you got to start, you know, talking. Again, it, it, for me, he's a distraction right now. So to end this, uh, great event that Jared Sandler puts on, the Sandlot Charity. It'll be this Sunday. You can get tickets at 1053thefan.com slash Sandlot. You can see Bowling for Soup. Uh, all the guys on the fan have bays. And one of the auction items is a dinner with myself and Craig. So um, I will I will admit this is not a fun night for me. Um you're my you're my pinata. <laughs> I was gonna say punching bag, but pinata will also suffice. Um, pinata is more more appropriate. It's a little bit smaller, yep. a little little more fragile. Now, this is why you guys need to bid. Okay, a few years ago, Craig and I were at dinner, and there are a bunch of guys. And Craig, this is one of my favorite stories because when you go out to dinner with Craig Ludwig, you get your money's worth. You get amazing stories. You absolutely will drink alcohol, and you will get amazing food. So one person at the table, all of a sudden, Craig mid-story stands up, and Craig stops immediately, and you said the following, where the F do you think you're going? To which he began shaking and said, I need to go home to my family, to which you said, Sit your ass down. We're not done yet. The table erupted, and he sat down. I think he sheepishly texted his family, (laughs) but the night continued. It is a long night. It is an awesome night. Craig puts on a show, so please bid away. I will dread it, but I will go for the sake of charity. It's It's like getting on a boat with me. And you want to get on the boat and let's say we're going to be out on Lake Louisville. We're in the middle of the lake. You're mine until I say you're not mine. <laughs> unless, unless you're a really good swimmer. So, yeah, if you're, if you're, you know. I like how you were pissed last year that I showed up before you. So, therefore, <laughs> you had to sit next to me. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I was making some. Didn't I make somebody move? I was trying to make somebody move because I, I remember walking in. Yeah. Yeah, what's that game called when when there's only one chair left? Yeah, musical chairs. Yeah, that shit. Well, I yeah. walked in and I kind of looked around and I I remember just standing there, going, "Really, how how am I going to maneuver this thing here?" And so and and it's <laughs> you really can't do that because you don't know the people, right? I mean, right. We, we may know one or two of them that that purchased the the dinner, but then they get to bring their own friends, and so yeah. You know, you really don't want to set the tone that early okay. um, by throwing some little guy out of his chair across the room and and having him sit underneath the table. So, but it, no, it, it's a, it's always a good time. It is. Um, we we've had some good, really good restaurants that we go to. And, yes. Uh, Sean's place. Uh, That's where we're going she, again. Oh, our Masame. Masame. Oh, I shot. As a matter of fact, Sean. The owner, one of the owners there, owns a couple of chop shops. And one of the 
chop shops. He he bought that place just outside of uh, AAC now, right nice. outside that used to be. It was a, I believe it was a Mexican restaurant and a couple other things. So um, good dude. He's got great food. Uh, you know the the sushi and the burgers at his other chop shops. He's got one out in Roanoke too that uh, it's got a music venue out there. Uh, does a great job. So I love those places. Yeah, yeah. Excited to go. Uh, I usually don't bring a guest. We'll see. And because uh, <laughs> I know a wingman will not be present. <laughs> well, I'm just why is it payday that day that you're, you're the day before? Oh man, he's Maybe been Craig Ludwig. So that you got paid a couple days before, so you got some money to bring a date. Have to make sure the uh, dinner only goes like one and a half hours. <laughs> Otherwise, I got to pay more. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, that, wow. that or your date will be gone within 30 minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I paid for. I like it. I like it. Well, my friend Sean Shapiro will be back on Friday, but this reunion has been special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm day off. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, love the insight that our uh, two-time Stanley Cup champ, <laughs> Craig Ludwig, brings to the table. And uh, I just sit here and ask questions, and it's a blast. So thanks for listening to another edition of Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you after the Ottawa game, which is Thursday night. We'll talk to you on Friday right here on Spits and Suds.